0: What we do here is go back, 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 back. back. He has—he is very incentivized to accept a deal, like a, a trade deal, even and even if it's not his 100% preferred destination, because of the fact that team is going to take on his contract. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Mike McDonald. With me, as always, is new parent, number one girl dad of the year. Oh, thank you. Did I just win? <laughs> Andrew McDonald. Yeah, you just won. i girl dad of the year, 12 days into the end of the year. But you're know you you're holding, you were girl dad of the year two years ago, girl wow. dad of the year this year too. So, I that's mean, amazing. being a girl dad during, during COVID, that's not
0: anything easy thing to deal with, so.
1: Anyways, wildly off topic straight from the get go. How are you?
0: Good, man. Good. I uh, yeah, appreciate you and even you and Mel Dreamy holding it down last week. Yeah, we had our daughter on January 2nd. Very excited that I've already won the award for 2023. You know, but I'm not going to, I'm not just going to like coast for the rest of the year. Okay. I think there's a lot to be played for, even though I've already won this award. There might be a few days, a few nights where I maybe I take my foot off the gas, understanding that I, don't have anything to compete for, but um, yeah, I mean it's it's a whole whole new world, as Jasmine would say from Aladdin. I believe Aladdin said that too. They sung together as a duet. But yeah, it's 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 a uh, life's different. Father of two now. The day after she had arrived, my back started hurting. It was just like that's just now that's where you're at. Now you got two. You're a girl dad of two, and then you're just your back's gonna hurt forever. So. Anyways, I, I would I was actually going to keep continue to go on that rant, but I'm going to stop there. Um, <clears throat> we're back, and we, as everyone knows, Raiders played their final game um, last week against the Kansas City Chiefs. They lost, um, which is great for us because it was on Saturday. We got out of the way, but then we also got some um, a few good wins, one by the Panthers and one by the Falcons. So that allowed us to secure the number seven seed, which is going to be very relevant for our content um, over the next couple of months as we break down you know, for agency, but more importantly, the draft I and mean, kind of how that fits with, with the board, um, you know, kind of the big board coming out and what the needs are going to be. So we'll get into that, um, all that stuff, but as the Raiders close out the year, um, six and 11 on the year securing the number seven overall draft pick, which was not what we had anticipated. Um, I think what do we, what were our predictions this year? Was it last year where we had them going like undefeated, all the way until like week 14 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we were, yeah, Talked when we were walking down, it them. they were like nine and
1: one, <laughs> we were picking games. And then I think we like forced ourselves to give them some losses Yeah, because we finally like played the Chiefs or something.
0: But. Sure. I mean, to be fair, they blew five double digit leads. Um, so it could have just flipped it around. They could have been 11 and six, but. Yeah. I think we both had them like at least 11 wins. Mm-hmm. I think we had them in
1: 11 to six, 13 and four. Yeah. Range.
0: Were we wrong? <laughs> yes. Could we have been right? Yes. So don't believe more there's, victories, there's Mike that. Singletary. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, um, so there are um, a handful of teams that are playing this weekend, um, which is what we're going to start. Um, so we have super wildcard weekend. And I said this last year because I, I believe last year was the first year. They expanded to 17 weeks and I'm just going to rant. It might be like a yearly rant. Hopefully I continue to win the data of the year. That's a yearly thing. And I, this is probably going to be a yearly thing again. Here's my biggest gripe. We're just going to start, start with it. 17 weeks. Do you you already know where I'm going with this? Okay. So 17 weeks, once they expanded that, do you know what it eliminated? The
1: ability to go 500? Correct. Yes. Like like a, like a eight and eight record.
0: It it eliminated that and are also, are, are, also, our ability to do math, right? um But that's absolutely not absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that struggled us for a while. I was like eight, eight, and one. I'm not exactly sure how many weeks there are. Yeah, but it, it honestly eliminated one of the best football weekends ever. Okay, so it used to be when that when the playoffs expanded, and there were still just 17 total weeks. See, I already got the math wrong because there's 18 weeks technically. <laughs> Once it was 17 total weeks. Um, Wild card weekend, super wild card weekend, which is like, okay, the most games basically that you're going to get uh, in the playoffs. It was Saturday, Sunday, and then they, we had the Natty on Monday, right? It was just the best football weekend ever because you're like, dang, playoffs are over. It's Sunday night, but wait, there's the Natty on Monday. So just a little thing that I'm like, I'm just, I'm not going to let this one die. I'm just going to keep old man, get off my grass kind of thing here or lawn, however you phrase but uh, lo and behold, we are back for um, the Super Wild Card Weekend. And if you didn't catch the game on Monday, you didn't miss much. Uh, Georgia won 50, what was it?
1: 65 to 7. 65
0: to 7. It didn't seem right. Yeah, so if you had the Bulldogs at minus 57.5, congratulations. You covered
1: If you had the over, Georgia covered single-handed. Georgia, the over
0: was 61-and-a-half or 62-and-a-half, something like that. Crazy, just a crazy game. Um, I don't know if you caught it, Mike, but it was just one of those things you're like, you know, TCU, the guy got to his slow start against Michigan, and they just came back, and it's like, no, they're just – it's like JV against the D1 school right now. Yeah, and then you remember
1: they went like 7-and-5 last year.
0: Yeah, Yeah. then you're – that kind of makes sense because up until the game, you're like, I want to believe in a Cinderella story. You're like, this is going to be cool. I Man, I think they got a shot. Look what they did to Michigan. It's like, <laughs> no, sorry, they got seven five-star players, and 43 four-star recruits on Georgia. So, and they won last year. So, they're a good team. Anyways, so what we're gonna do is this is going to be our betting segment slash um, NFL wild preview. Mike is going to take the NFC. I will take the AFC. We're going to go game by game. Um, Let's alternate. How about that? What if we go one-on-one, just uh, back and forth, back at you and back at me? We'll do that, but we're going to pick one favorite. So the team that is favored in the game, we're going to pick one favorite. We're going to pick one underdog and one over-under. Great idea, Micah, because it happens to be six games, three apiece for each division. So let's jump right into it. First game of the um, playoffs, actually, on Saturday, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We have the Seattle Seahawks traveling to the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are favored by 10 points. Um, you already know my gripe right, about that. We talked before. We started recording. Don't like whole numbers when it comes to betting, but Niners are favored by 10 points. Over-under is 42. Micah, is this going to be your over-under, your underdog, or your favorite? Take it away.
1: Yeah, I. this game itself here uh, for me is going to be my over-under. And, I'm gonna go with the under on 42. Life's too short to bet the under, but I'm going to this week. I feel like the Niners Seahawks game is gonna weirdly be some like 16 to 13 game or something like hell low where defenses are are kind of doing it. Even though you know the the Niners have a pretty explosive offense, Seahawks have you know been known to put up some points here and there. I think that we're just gonna see this division. You know, rivalry game. Just start off the weekend bad for everybody because it's just going to be a just a barn burner. Uh, these uh, these guys not really doing too much. That's going to be my over under the week, but I'm taking the
0: under. It's that's great. Um, and actually, it's it's like a 90 percent chance of rain. And last time, I think the I think it was week one when the Niners played the Bears. Um, their offense definitely slowed down a ton because of of the weather. There um, high chance of rain for that game. Think Seattle's going to do everything they can to establish the run and kind of keep that def- or keep that offense off the field. So I, I think it's just hilarious because when we're like, okay, <clears throat> let's take a favorite, let's take an underdog, and then an, an over uh, over under. Um, I instantly was like, what over do I want here? Because I didn't even think. But I'm like, dang, I guess there's the chance to pick the under. Which that's I exactly
1: what I thought too. I'm like, <laughs> but I, I just the other two games I liked for my
0: other options, and then and i had was to like, oh, I
1: guess I just got to go the under on this. I just I don't want to, but
0: yeah. No, that's great. And honestly, yep. Anyways, I'm not going to say what I'm going to say, but cool. Let's go to the first AFC game here. Um, you got the DEETs there.
1: Yeah. So the first AFC game we got going is the Chargers at the Jaguars. Uh, the Chargers are minus 1.5 favorites on the road. The over under is 47.5.
0: Andy, what you got? Just going to start. Start as a dog. Give me the Jags, dude. Give me the Jags straight up. Okay. Yes. They technically could win or lose by a point 28, 27, let's call it. And I would cover here. Um, but I, I love the Jaguars at home. They're kind of like this weird team of destiny. Um, shouldn't have been in the playoffs and then just had this incredible run. Unfortunately beat the Raiders, but Titans got dismantled, especially after the Tannehill injury, they took advantage, ended up winning that win and get in win and win the division um, game last week. So um, I believe it was Saturday night after the Raider game, but give me the Jags. Give me the Jags at home, okay? The Charger. and this is not like a hate Charger hater kind of thing here, right? But their defense isn't great, okay? And I know they have a lot of dudes, a lot of guys, a lot of guys being dudes on that on that side of the ball, but honestly, their offense has, or defense has been one of the worst. Um, they get gashed a lot in the run game. You know, you got, what's his name? Uh, I just, uh, Doug Peterson, head coach there, is going to establish a run. Trevor Lawrence has come into his own. He's got a lot of confidence. And I think this team is just like, We shouldn't be here. We're at home. Got nothing to lose outside of the game. um, And they're just going to play hard. So give me the Jaguars as the underdog, my underdog of this week. And I'm going to take them to win. Love that. Cool. Game number two, we have the New York football giants traveling to Minnesota um, to play the Vikings. Vikings are favored by three points. The over-under is 48. Micah, you already picked your under. Is this your favorite? Or your underdog? Yeah,
1: this one right here is going to be my favorite. Give me the Vikings to win over the Giants. The Vikings are just playing good football right now. Had a few weird games uh, last few weeks. But I think this is a situation where we go in and see, like, why Daniel Jones and the Giants don't belong in the playoffs. And going against a a pretty solid Vikings team, you know, I think is going to be just one of those things they can't necessarily overcome. I think if we were sitting here and you were giving me Giants Vikings on a, a nighttime primetime game, looking at it very differently because uh, of Kirk Cousins can't play in, in primetime, but we've got ourselves a 1:30 game. It is on Sunday, 1:30 on Sunday. You got that that middle of the day uh, slate going on. So I think, all, I think the Vikings can go out there, get a W. A lot of people are kind of uh, you know hinging on them for making a run in the playoffs but the vikings are going to play well i don't think they're going to play in some type of like holy shit this is why the vikings belong in the playoffs it's going to be why the giants do not belong the vikings aren't going to aren't going to win the giants are going to beat themselves (laughs) roughly roughly is what i'm saying in a a roundabout different kind of way so
0: no i i love that take honestly because it's like it's typical viking season where they have a great record like there's a lot of games that they played that they shouldn't have won but they did and it's because the other team beat themselves and the giants just don't belong i think it's going to be an interesting matchup and actually fun fact all six of these matchups have happened this year did you know that so seahawks niners obviously in the same division Giants-Vikings, they played this year. Cowboys-Bucks, I believe that was week one. Chargers-Jags, Jags smoked them. Dolphins-Bills in the same division. ravens Bengals in the same division. So all six of these matchups have happened. There is past history to pull from. And I believe the Vikings won by three the game-winning field goal. But Mike, you're going to need more than that, my friend, to cover, or else yeah. you push...
1: Another uh, another fun fact for you guys, uh, 25-year-old Georgia quarterback Stenson Bennett is older than I think three or four quarterbacks that are playing in the playoffs <laughs> and yeah. only barely younger than Lamar Jackson. He would have been like number four or five.
0: Well, he's older than Anthony Carter or whatever the dude's with the Anthony Smith the quarterback that's probably going to play for the Ravens so oh yes there's that
1: <laughs> there you go yeah there's uh, Brock Purdy you got uh, I think Daniel Jones was there mm-hmm. um, you got Herbert and uh, Lawrence. Lawrence and yeah. then like I said just a hair outside of outside of Lamar so but yeah. like you said he's not even starting but anyways just want to throw that one out there next game we got for the AFC side of things we got Dolphins at the Bills Bills Am I reading that correctly? Minus 13?
0: Yes, you are, sir. Okay. <laughs> Those are
1: minus 13 favorites. Um, this is big time, like, they're all professionals game, you know? Mm-hmm. This, no, is that, this is that uh, that. Chiefs at minus 17 over the Jets <laughs> yeah. like, three years ago. I, I don't. I just keep referencing that. I think she's so covered, more. by the way. <laughs> yeah, I think so. i going to beat them by 21. Anyways, over under on this 43 and a half, you already picked your dog. Wouldn't think it would be this one either, but we got your over-under. We got your uh, outright.
0: Give me the favorite. Give me the bills. Two scores? Of course, yes. We're talking 14 here, man. That's all I need to cover. Um, Two is out. Okay, he has been ruled out as of yesterday. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, he has been ruled out as well. Mike Glennon is the backup, and then I don't know what his name is. Steven Thompson, potentially. What is his name? See, this is this is why I'm taking the Bills, but I still need to figure this out. Skylar Thompson, that's what it is. You know, it started with an S, though. So. Same tonight. Yeah, give me the Bills. Minus 13. I love it. Love all the points. Um, Team of Destiny. This is like the actual Team of Destiny. Um, the Jaguars are the people that are saying in their locker room, we are the Team of Destiny. The Bills are just the Team of Destiny for um, a lot of obvious reasons with, the, you know, obviously the Demar injury a couple Mondays ago. But yeah, give me the Bills for all, all the reasons of Team of Destiny and Skylar Thompson and the, I mean, another thing. If, if even if they had Tua, right, and I think that obviously the the line would be a little bit lower than this. It's a it's a candy ass team, candy ass jerseys traveling to Buffalo in January. Sorry, the
1: least candy ass environment, you know, in the least candy ass J- environment, yeah, January and Buffalo, blue collar. They're
0: still going through tables like I'm sorry, and like if you need anything else, well, okay, well then here's no Tua, no Teddy, and they're all playing for Demar number three. So, yeah. Bills minus thirteen, easiest pick of the weekend.
1: Be ready too for all the feels this week. If in fact he's at a point where he's able to, Demar walking out solo out of the tunnel, leading the team out of the, <laughs> of, the of the tunnel, just like on his own at first, and then everybody else behind him. That's going to be the ultimate feels. That's going to be the ultimate like.
0: The line is going to shoot. Live to like minus thirty. It's going to go to the Georgia line, minus yeah. fifty-seven.
1: Yeah, and they're still going to cover, and that's the thing. <laughs> so they will still cover that. Exactly. So. Keep an eye out for that.
0: Yeah. So yeah. love the Bills. They're my favorite. Now let's get into the final game here for you on the NFC side. This is a Monday night game. We get the Cowboys traveling to the Tampa Bay Buckaroos, The Buccaneers, one of two favorite away teams um cowboys are favored by two and a half over under 45 and a half michael you did pick your under you did pick your favorite sounds like we know where this is going take it away
1: yeah so i got the bucks here as my underdogs right two and a half not a huge you know difference there but i just think that tom brady in the playoffs hard to bet against him. i think this year with how much the bucks have been on the struggle bus this is like the perfect time for them to come out and just start dicing teams up. Um I think with Dak Prescott who's been struggling a lot lately, um this is going to be a perfect time frame of, you know, coupling a Tom Brady he's back game and a uh Dak can't win the big one type uh playoff game is just going to the the narrative between the two just line up too much for this to, you know, not potentially happen. So taking the Bucks as my underdogs and uh yeah, Brady's going to make a run um, for his last season in Tampa Bay, and his not last season in the
0: NFL. So, sounds like a prediction. Yeah, I love it. I I, I think that you know people forget actually if they do they have short term memory loss because last week Sam Howell beat the Cowboys and the Cowboys played their starters. Um, they got beat down. It was like twenty six to six or something like that. So yeah, I think the Cowboys are limping in the playoffs. The fact that they're favorites is. A little mind-boggling to me, but understand they're a better team overall, roster-wise, talent-wise, but Bucks they might be catching the Bucks at the wrong time here. So, yeah, love that. That closes that out for you, so let's do the last AFC game here then.
1: Yes, so we got your last AFC game here. The Ravens at the Bengals. Bengals are minus 9.5 favorites. Over-under is 40.5. We obviously know where this one's going as well. Andy, lay it down on us.
0: Well, it's over-under,
1: okay? And people forget you can pick both. You're going to pick them to draw? <laughs> draw at 40 and a half?
0: They're going to get 40 and a half. That's my – it's it's a split. No, I'm just kidding. Give me the over on this. No? Yes. See, it, you you rattled me with your under pick, um, and I'm like, that's perfect. I can take Bengals, Ravens, but then I'm like, yeah, no, give me the, give me the over. Nope, give me the over. Give me – 41, that's 27-14 Bengals. Someone has to. Someone yeah. has to do it, so I appreciate it. Last week it was 27-16, Bengals won. Um, I mean, they played last week. They played twice this year, and I, I just think no Lamar's going to suck. It's going to be a Sunday night game, but I think that the Bengals left a lot of opportunities out there to score even more points. I think they're just going to light it up. The Bengals do enough on defense or on offense to put up some points, keep it interesting, 33-14 kind of game. Who knows? All I need is 27-14 or maybe a 31-10 burger um, but yeah, give me the over here, Ravens, Bengals. Um, and I think the Bengals win this one pretty easily. And that's why like, I think it was too hard for me to pick the over in the dolphins bills game. Cause I don't trust the bills to, or the dolphins to score points. Um, so that's what led me to take the bills 13 burger there, but, um, yeah, 40 and a half. Love it. They covered last week. i we're going to cover again here. So cool. Um, well, that is it. We're going to, um, close this podcast out with a recap of the Raiders 2022. 2023 season, um, and kind of what we're looking forward to in the offseason. But before we do, Micah, please tell the people who that RTP betting segment, NFL Wild Card Weekend, was brought to you and us and the Bills by. Absolutely.
1: As always, uh, this episode and that segment was brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL to kick off the road to Super bowl 57 new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus all new and existing customers can get a no sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet on your choice. And if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10 action. So good. Why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? I think that, you know, throughout the, throughout the year with our bets that we've been uh, throwing around, we have had some ups and downs, right? A lot of downs. One week was all the ups we needed in this betting segment to make us some money, and we loved it. And I think if, if we were in a state, if we were in a position to be able to use DraftKings Sportsbook, I think we would have been rolling in some cash pretty good all season long. So go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply.
0: See show notes for details. The year has ended, Michael. The Raiders as mentioned, 6-11. and 11, Not where we wanted it to be. Not how we wanted the season to end. Definitely not what we anticipated with McDaniels coming in and signing Derek Carr to an extension. Just um, not breaking news because it happened this morning, but Carr addressed um, on social media that he basically said, thank you to the Raiders. Um, so any any types of any, I mean, I don't know who is holding on to hope that he would return potentially on a restructured deal, but all that is, um, is over now. Um, and he did indicate that he is, um, he had previously mentioned that he wanted to retire as a Raider, but didn't anticipate things going this way. Um, and so he's excited to play for another team. Which that's um, the hopes for us because he's not going to be our quarterback, but also because we would need to trade him um, as well. So, Raiders season ended. There's a lot of different ways we can break this down. A lot of different ways we can put our um, our two cents on it to kind of tie a bow on the season. But kick it to you, just your thoughts, feelings. How are we feeling about the season? How are we looking going into this next year? Um, as we wrap up, A. Officially wrap up our Raider Take podcast coverage of the Raiders live season as they are not playing this weekend. I will stop talking now. Micah, go on with your bad self.
1: Yeah, well, I would say, in the very simplest nutshell summary of the season, it was a disappointment. Went into the season with aspirations of competing for the playoffs and, you know, having a not a rebuilt offense, but We got our stars, you know, the extensions. We brought in Devontae Adams. We always knew the offensive line was going to be a question mark, and it kind of was up and down throughout the season. But, you know, I think that looking at this team, a lot of people are going to probably disagree with this sentiment, but I thought our offense was better this year than it was last year. We just got very unlucky with with the way that we gave away games. That had a lot to do with the offense not being able to score points in the second half. Um, and the defense, you know, giving up points and whatnot. I think they both side of the balls had their struggles and they had their good times. I think, unfortunately, their struggles seemed to couple together in the same game, and their good times weren't coupled together in a whole lot of games. They kind of offset each other, but you know, going into it, we kind of knew that this was a possibility, no matter how much we didn't want to accept that fact, that this could happen. New front office, new scheme, new everything. Didn't know how it was going to necessarily work out with D.C., but They gave him an extension that basically was a one-year prove-it deal with them saying like, prove to us you should be here. And I I think Dan was pretty spot on when he was talking about how he, you know, he thinks that it was kind of dialogue from the beginning. Them preaching to cars, saying like, this is your prove-it year, you know, we're going to give you this extension. We're going to structure it to where this, you know, one year essentially could still be your last with us because of how things are, are structured and whatnot. Um, And you need to prove it. And unfortunately, he wasn't quite able to. You can point your blame wherever you would like on who the problem was, what the problem was, uh, whether it was Carr, whether it was McDaniels or what have you. But, you know, I think you absolutely said it the best. He may not be the problem, but he was never going to be the solution. And I think that's what people have to accept. I think that's what moving forward in the long run, this is going to be better for us now. We may struggle this first, this next year going into it. Hopefully we do not. But I think what Raider Nation needs to take away from this whole season and this whole saga is that we are better off for the way the situation panned out with Derek Carr. I do believe that Josh McDaniels um, and even potentially Patrick Graham giving the time to build what they're trying to build for the future. Uh, granted, it's McDaniels and Siegel are building this, but I think Graham can be the defensive guy that we need. He just needs his players, right? And everybody's been calling for his head since week five. But I think that we just need to give this brass some time to develop. I think Mark Davis has expressed that he's going to do that. Um, and I think he he knows that that you know, needs to be done. We saw how well the Raiders improved through the three years that John Gruden was here, right? And then everything happened the way it did. But I think that in itself just goes to show how you can progress when you're on the right path. Now, did they absolutely blow most of all the drafts in that time frame? Absolutely. So if you think about the growth that we did have, if we would have hit on all the a lot of those draft picks, we would be in a totally different position right now. And I think that Ziegler and McDaniels can do that. A lot of people don't believe them. But nonetheless, um, you know, this year was a disappointment. However, I do think we are trending upwards. As we talked about five blown leads, we were in a position where we were up by 10 plus points in a lot of these games, five games is the difference between 11 and six and six and 11, right? Well, there you go for math and just like being able to flip flop things. But anyways, so I don't know, not 100% sure where I'm going with all this, but I think it's just, you know, something that it was very frustrating uh, to work through. You saw the potential in what both sides of the ball could do, and more often than not, they weren't living up to that potential. I think that's where a lot of the frustration comes into play. But I do think that we are going to move uh, onward and upwards from here uh, with things. Um, I hope that they are able to you know, figure out a way where – These guys that we've re signed and given extensions to, and also mainly Devontae Adams, they're going to be here. They're going to be all in. They're going to be down for the cause. That's going to be a lot on what they do at the quarterback position, mainly with Devontae and how they go from here. And there's a lot of different ways. There's a lot of different things that everybody has talked about and, you know, thought and shown that like which way we could possibly go till it actually happens. Uh, No one knows except the people inside that front office on which way they want to go. So, We will speculate uh, for many moons to come and it'll be fun because like you mentioned, there will be no lack of content for us to talk about. But yeah, I mean, just excited to see where where things go from here. I feel like we're still trending upwards. So uh, as much as this season was a disappointment, as much as people just don't want McDaniels or any of this brass back and would rather have Carr than they would have McDaniels for whatever reason... I think we're in a good spot. So all the other stuff with where we, you know, might go with free agency, where we do go from here, um, you know, what we could do with quarterback. I think that's all stuff that we could definitely create multiple episodes on just diving into each topic itself. But all in all, even though it was as disappointing of a year as it was, uh, I'm still hopeful. I'll always be hopeful, right? I am always looking on the positive side of things, but no matter what happens, you know, ride and die with this team. So you just, all you can do is be hopeful and, and, you know, hope we get better. So.
0: Yeah, I agree. And it's, we've, we've had a lot of ups and downs in this podcast this year, just with talking about these guys, not great for your mental health. I will say, you know, just looking at it, and I'm sure this is something that's been out there before we talk a lot about the, 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 blown leads of, you know, 10 plus points, right. Of The five, um, Three of our 17 games were decided by two or more scores. Um, so we had the Chiefs game this past week, um, 31-13. We had the Saints, 24-0. And then we beat the Broncos by nine. Okay, so 14 of your 17 games were single, basically like one-score games, right? And that's just that you can spin it a couple different ways, right? You can spin it the fact that like we should have beat on those games that we won, we should have beaten them by more than a score, or like, hey we're fighting we're playing hard and man the game like the season could have been completely different outside of just those five games that were one score or sorry that that were 10 plus point um blown leads right so the Raiders have a competitive football team what cracks me up not, I mean cracks me up or pisses me off let's just be optimistic and say it makes me laugh the people that want McDaniels gone it's baffling because you can you can talk about and say you can't let a team you know you can't let those five games where you're up two plus scores, some you're up 17 plus, right? Like you can't lose those games. Of course not, right? But look around and see what what, are, what other options are there. Are you talking about giving up draft capital for Sean Payton? Are you talking about Jim Harbaugh coming back? Nathaniel Hackett was a top candidate for a head coaching job, went to Denver and sucked, right? McDaniels has proven that he can coach his team. And I think when we talked about it at length, but he doesn't have his guys. And when you did mention ziegler and you know mcdaniel's building this team and, and adding graham i think was accurate because graham also needs his guys are run his damn scheme dude right and we don't and we're one of the least where we have like worst depth issues on defense as possible we only have dudes number one number two if Perriman's out we have a guy we just picked up off of our practice squad to play backer in the game you know what i'm saying like it's like our depth isn't there the guys don't fit the system the right way we have a lot of rebuilding on the defense um, to go and i do think that the offense was a more explosive offense this year and just a more inconsistent offense than last year is how I look at it. Right. But it was a frustrating year. Um, I'm glad that we were able to make a decision on car. I really was happy listening to the podcast and you guys just complimenting me about the, the DC, not the problem, but not the solution kind of thing. So thank you. That made me, made me happy. Shout out me. And thank you guys. But yeah, I just think it's one of those things where we're finally turning the page on this chapter with DC and if if we can somehow thread it the right way we have adams who wants to stay here we have these guys we have crosby and renfro and waller which i talked in a negative way about the fact that we built we're built to win now if we are able to to you know frame it the right way in the off season to get a quarterback that is able to run the system a little bit better and and actually keep us in games and and someone like a brady and you know it's he's the goat, but he's old, you know, he's an old goat, you know, you're, you're playing with fire a little bit there, but like, th- I think there's ways where we can be competitive. And just like I, I mentioned with those one score games, like we can be on the right side of that with a better defense. We can be on the right side of that with getting, clearing cars cap space and, and bringing in, you know, someone that can run the, out. All- like Stidham isn't the answer, but man, I think he can keep us in a lot of games. And if we're able to use, you know, some of that, you know, our draft picks and some of our, or salary that, we, that we're going to clear up from car like to add in and invest in the defense, man, I think we're going to be in good shape, you know? So it's somewhat of an optimistic way to look at it. But I think that with the draft capital that we have with the the cap space, we're going to have with, with clear and DC, because we're going to cut them or trade them regardless. Right. And we're going to do it by that deadline. And regardless, we're going to get the money. Okay. So we're going to get, we're not going to owe him anything. We're going to get rid of that guaranteed money. So we're already top 10, I think top nine, um, in cap space right now. And we're only going to, we're going to be probably top three after this. Right. So all that being said, I think that the Raiders had to do what they had to do with, with the DC thing. I'm glad that they did. I'm glad it wasn't this stubborn Gruden kind of thing, or like they're too afraid to move on because of how much of a polarizing player and like a, I mean, we've, we've, he's been the most consistent quarterback we've had in years. Right. So it was a tough decision, but it was the right decision in my opinion. And so I think how we solve that problem is going to be interesting definitely something we're going to be talking about a lot, but um, one thing I did want to propose, um, and this is going to be the most optimistic view. I will probably look at this DC thing, but you know, Mo, Mo Moten on Twitter. So he he covers the Raiders. Um, He actually did this segment on Bleacher Report about destinations for Derek Carr. And one that made a ton of sense was the New Orleans Saints. And a couple of reasons, dome, I think that just makes sense. DC isn't like the outside, especially cold, but You look at it and you're like, okay, the Saints don't have their first round pick because they traded up to take Chris Olave, right? And they traded back with someone, the Eagles, right? So the Eagles have that pick, I believe. No, 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 not the Eagles. Someone has the pick.
1: I think it is the Eagles.
0: It is the Eagles. You're right.
1: I think they're at like
0: 10 or something. Yeah. So when you're talking about, um, you're like, okay, well, they don't have much draft. They don't have their first round pick. They don't want to get rid of their second rounder or whatever, third rounder. Sean Payton is interviewing for head coaching jobs. He is still under contract with the Saints, so he retired and is still under contract. So there's going to be a Gruden situation where they might—they're going to get draft capital in return, right? And then you look at that team, and it's a top five, top ten defense that they have. They got Alvin Kamara, they got Chris Olave. Who knows what they're going to do with Michael Thomas? But when you look at the DC destinations, sorry, stop picking the Texans. Okay, he ain't going to go there, right? He has no trade clause his input and basically saying, I will accept this trade. He has a lot of power and that's why they negotiated that way. Then if you look further, let's say Tom Brady leaves. Okay, He's the best quarterback in that division. That's probably the best team in that division. He has a chance at winning right away, a chance at relying on a run game and a defense, playing indoors, right? Dennis Allen, a familiar face. He was, he was drafted by Dennis Allen, even though Dennis Allen got fired like four games into the season, right? But like, there's a lot of familiarity that that team makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Another team that I feel like, um, you know, I think it was rumored I think yesterday is the Panthers, um, you know, an interested team in car, you know, and, and with, you know, the fact that they're, they're a quarterback away, they have really good defense. Once again, they're in the NFC South. So if we see Tom Brady leave, who knows where, maybe to Miami, maybe to Las Vegas, DC can come into, you know, a team that is ready to win now um, definitely competed in that shitty NFC South division um, and looking at their draft capital, they have a first round pick. I think they're picking like nine, Um, but they also have two second rounders and two third rounders. So, and that was a part of the Christian McCaffrey deal. So it's the Niners pick, which is probably going to be a later second round pick and a later third round pick. But I could see something like that where you get a couple twos and a three for next year for DC. Um Hopefully we get a first. I just don't know how realistic that is, but just a few, you know, uh thing that, that Mo Moten um, brought up, you know, about potential trade packages where DC could go. So I would just... For everyone that's, you know, it's like, Hey, where, where he might end up, if it is via trade, just get, you know, understand the fact that he controls his own destiny there and he has to agree upon it. Right. As mentioned, I think a couple of weeks ago, he is, um, I don't actually, I've, I've talked about it so much. I don't know if it's on the podcast or not, but he has, he is very incentivized to accept a deal, like a, a trade deal, even and even if it's not his hundred percent preferred destination because of the fact that team is going to take on his contract. So He could just say, Nope, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Great. And if he gets cut, then he has to restructure his own deal. And I don't, it's, it's not going to be in the $40 million a year range. In my opinion, I think a team, if they're going to say, no, we'll just wait for you to cut him, Then they're going to sign him to a two-year deal. That's 25, 30, whatever it is. Right. So he's not going to get that guaranteed deal that he has currently on contract with the Raiders if he doesn't accept a trade. So it's not going to be at the Texans. It's not going to be to you know some of those teams that have been rumored, but I do think it he is incentivized to accept a deal to a team, someone like on um, maybe get out of the AFC, go to the NFC, get into a shitty division like the NFC South, have a chance to win that um, division, get into the playoffs and make a run at, um win a championship like we know he wants to do. So anyways, those are my two two cents. Um like you said we're going to get into the free agency and the draft and everything like that. I'm excited to turn the page there. But um yeah, there's going to be a lot to lot to chew on um, for sure. But um, just my thoughts. Um, just want to close close the book on the season and just move on. And and it's it, as as advertised, just a wonky year for the Raiders, per usual. I think we're in a good spot to improve this team in the off season, in the free agency, in the draft. Build on what we have with our core, with with Jacobs, with Adams. You know, we really need to bring Jacobs back. It sounds like in the locker room, at least, it's 100. That he's gonna be coming back just because he wants to and we want him back. And I think that's great. So now we just gotta find a you know contracting deal that makes sense for him. So you know, build around that core of Jacobs, Adams, Crosby, right, Nate Hobbs, those guys right. Obviously, Renfro, for a Waller, you know, whatever, and and be able to be competitive next year. So yeah, a lot a lot to t- you know, luck to touch on, you know, in this upcoming offseason, a lot of stuff that we're gonna to have to dive into. But I'm excited to kind of go full draft mode um, and also free agency. So because free agency starts before the draft, I think we'll get out, you know, podcast around once and it'll probably be closer to the end of the year. Once we see kind of how the team settle and, and whatever, but we'll definitely get a jump on the free agency classes coming up um, as I believe free agency opens up in March prior to the draft in April. So yeah, partner, that's all I got. We'll see how the, um, the playoffs kick off this weekend. Um, excited to once again, turn the page and, and get into this Raiders off season and see see what we can do to build this team the right way. We, as in me and you, cause me and you talk to Dave Z all the time and very influential in his decisions, but I'm excited to, to, to see what this, this off season comes about. And it's, it's less stressful. It's more exciting than when they actually play. Cause that's just organized chaos. Um, so that's it, man. Raider nation. Love you guys. Mike, any closing thoughts on your end?
1: No, I think you wrapped it up perfectly. I think that, you know, we could go on forever talking about different things. Um, but you know, all these things can be for a later date. we got plenty to talk about. Like you said, free agency, excited to jump into that, excited to jump into some um, draft talk and uh, really see what, what we have to come in the future. Another thing to keep an eye out for. Don't know when the actual dates are for it. Maybe you do, but teams have certain time frames to get officially put franchise tags on people. So it'll be interesting to see you know, there's a lot of players out there that are going to be players that we're going to want to keep a radar on for, you know, possibly going after. Um, I feel like a decent amount of them have a good chance to be franchise tagged as well. So that'll be an interesting part of free agency talks. So
0: yeah, it's before it's before the NFC, NFL season starts, and so that's March 15th is when free agency starts. Um, so two months out, right? So we got the playoffs yeah. closing up, and then we have to figure out DC's deadline is three days after the um, Super Bowl, which is on the 12th, I believe. Um, so, we have until February 15th to get a deal done. And that's a month away. So, we got a month until we got to decide on DC. Then, after a month after that, we got free agency. And a month after that, we got the draft. Market. So, we are locked oh, in here. So many rumors. So many things are going to be happening in between time. So.
1: so much stuff. So many articles to write, too. So, Indeed. keep an eye out for all the Just Blog Baby articles. I got one that. Should be coming out soon. Got to finish it still, but it's going to be uh, some uh, possible trade packages for Jalen Ramsey. So, oh, love that. Yeah. Let's, uh, well, we could go on forever. We can go on forever. We'll say that. We'll (laughs) say that. Let's talk about Jalen for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But as always, we appreciate the love. Please share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars on Apple Podcasts. Go download DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Andy, good to have you back. We'll be back. And we'll uh, we'll see y'all next week.
0: This.